From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. Matt Doan, were you excited again? I know this is week two of it, but did you listen back to last week when we had your name actually in the little song at the beginning? Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> is it Eric Wakeling with Matt Doan or is it no, Eric Wakeling No, I think it just says Matt your hosts, Doan. Eric and Matt. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like in the podcast community, I've kind of become a full-fledged member. Yes, yes, you are. So pretty soon you'll be hanging out with like, I don't know, Joe Rogan or something. I was gonna. I was more thinking of Ed McMahon, like the sidekick to Johnny Carson. Ed McMahon. Yeah. So for all you listeners under the age of forty, um, no. Uh, all right. Speaking of uh, listeners under the age of forty, we have with us today representing the generations. <laughs> Randy Harris. <laughs> Pastor Randy Harris. Yes. Hello. We'll, we'll soon be revoking that pastor card, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> How does that work? Once you, a pastor, always When a pastor. you retire as a pastor, do you still get the privilege of yeah. doing weddings and Michael funerals? Michael said, you got it. Pastor for life. For life? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Emeritus that's... or something. Oh, okay. I'm so not sure if that's actually true, but... I think we'll still grant it. He uses some word indefinitely <laughs> or something. I don't know. No, no, I agree. It's yeah. You're a pa- once you're a pastor, always a pastor, mostly. <laughs> okay, great. So, Pastor Emeritus, Emeritus, Emer- Emer- Emeritus, Emeritus. Thank you. That's that's your new title, Randy Harris. Yeah. As of next week, right? You retire next week. Yes. That's Sunday. Next yeah. Sunday is the last day. That's amazing. But we're still gonna like milk out a little bit of something from you, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm- I'm still going to be the buyer behind the scenes. Okay. Of what? Of the bookstore. Oh, nice. Which is good because I really think that, I think there's a couple things like, like, I mean, you add value in a lot of ways. I don't mean like there's only, there's a couple (laughs) ways you add value. But (laughs) the biggest thing we're going to miss is you talking with people and helping them. And like, it's sort of the counselor behind the, like the bartender counselor sort of thing. Right. Like, so you're, we'll miss that aspect of you there, that Mm -hmm. pastoral shopkeeper, but then also what I think we were concerned we were even talking about today was just, uh, having your sensibility in choosing what we carry and don't carry in the store, both from a protect from weird, bad stuff, let's say, and then also keeping good content. Yeah. Not just, and that part will not change. So that'll still be there. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And if, if you're newer to Calvary or to this podcast, maybe you don't know, but Randy was instrumental in starting uh, the bookstore here at Calvary. Um, and how, when did that actually start? Take us back. You to want the that story? Just um, a brief, brief story. <laughs> brief. J.P. Moreland. <laughs> J.P. Moreland used to be the, he did Sunday mornings in between before Dave came. And uh, I have no idea why J.P. was going to an elder meeting. He went there for some reason. They had him come to an elder meeting for some reason. He did his little thing whatever it was they talked about. And then spontaneously, he just said, hey, by the way, Calvary Church, a church like you with a legacy like you should have their own bookstore. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be sending your people down the street to buy who knows what recommended by who knows who. And he just goes, I just want to share that. And he just walked out, mic drop and left. I think the elders sort of went, well, I don't know what that was about. But they, they kind of went on with the meeting. It's like mid 90s, right? 1994. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it had to be around September or something like that. Okay. So um, after they were getting ready to close up for the night, Alan Smith raised his hand and said, you know that thing that JP mentioned about the bookstore? I'd like to look into that. And that began the thing that start, led to sort of to me through Doug McAllister and some other mm-hmm. people. Bill Booger, uh, I remember he gave, when I finally was going to start, he gave me $200 and he says, this is for your till and I want it back. <laughs> so the bookstore didn't. <laughs> cost a dime for a while but wasn't it like you were doing that on the side because you were no oh, yeah weren't you an elder i thought you were an elder even when i came to calvary in 2001 yeah you had a full-time yeah. job you had a full-time yeah, yeah you're an elder, elder from 97 until 2003 okay that's right okay and then the bookstore was like a volunteer from 94 to 99 okay and then 99 to 2003 was just a little part-time almost like a stip-in thing and uh-huh. then 2000 june stip-in? 2003 is a stip-in, stip-in? Are you really going to correct people on pronunciation, Tone? How, how is that? What, what, what's the right word? What's the right word? I think it's stipend. But stipend. Yeah. Stipend. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then June 2003 started full time. 
and that's where we remodeled and all that. So. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So, um, all right. Now we, we're not just here to talk about the bookstore. We're not no. even here just to talk about Randy Harris. We're also here to talk about generations, right? Like we value generations. So that's part of what we're talking about today. Now, uh, I'm really excited about what Randy's going to add to that conversation, because if you guys don't know Randy, he just is a treasure trove of stories and really good stuff, but also some absurdities. And that's pretty much <laughs> could be like the subtitle of our podcast, really good stuff and absurdities. <laughs> Some level. <laughs> like, we might have just found the name of your book. <laughs> that's well, wow, that's actually pretty spot on. <laughs> it could be just like my life's motto, or hope, like that's what I hope for at least. Well, even I hope they get some really good stuff and yeah. some mostly absurdities. Yeah. But yeah, so generations, right? So we talked about generations, and even in church, we we t- like we talked with you guys mm-hmm. and announcing about your retirement and all that. But also part of that was this cool sense of, um, you know, carrying on the past for you, you know, you're the generations before you, but then also you passing it on to the next generations yeah. of your family. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Our kids, yeah. Taking the ball and run with it all, you know, all of them. So they're doing phenomenal and that's all embedded in Calvary church in our history here for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you think it takes to pass it on well? Have a wife like Tammy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's um, true. But um, yeah, uh, you know, some of the rules that we lived by was just like relationship over rules. Don't get too mm-hmm. wild when they start doing stuff and just go crazy. Just like keep the relationship going. So mm-hmm. yeah, because your kids was... are pretty terrible at some level. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> There's a long laugh break there. <laughs> I am trying to push this a little bit. You, just so you know, uh, one of your children, Ben, is one of our devoted listeners. Yes. So I've heard that. We even have a couple emails from Ben Harris, even a new unread email in, oh, really? in the email list. And yeah. you can always send your emails to where? Podcast at calvarylife.org. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We, we crave your emails. But uh, yeah, we, we like teasing Ben. Ben has a tremendous sense of humor like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both the girls do too. Uh, both Abby and Jesse are so fun. So, so yeah, you said relationship was more or was really important for the, even as they were growing up and you were, but you, I also remember, so we both got to be the youth pastors for your That's three right. kids, which sorry. Um, no, no that good stuff. That's all part but, of it. Um, but I always remember they were at everything, like any trip, um, Wednesday nights, Sundays. How did did you force them to come? Did they want to come on their own or what? I don't remember being enforced. I don't, I don't remember that. Now they they might have some different opinions. I don't know, but <laughs> so, I, I think it was yeah. They liked coming. It was great. We loved Calvary Church. We were just here, yeah, all the time. So we loved it. So we're lifers. For sure. Yeah, that's cool. I think you guys make uh, one thing I think that you just I think it's probably sometimes hard to observe your own self in this kind of stuff. And I'm curious, too, of your thoughts on all of this, Stone, just even for your own family of how you're working to pass it on, because we encourage people to pass it on. But then it's just like, I don't know if I told them anyway how to pass it on on Sunday. Just go ahead and do it. But I mean, you guys seem to make it. Like with that whole relationship over rules thing, it's like you're making it fun. Like this isn't just uh, a thing of like following Jesus isn't just this chore and isn't just boring. It should be filled with joy. It should be filled with like richness in your relationship that should have a little bit of, I don't know, like I think you can just you can squash people's faith when you're squashing their disobedience. Yeah. Right. And I think raising children is one of the humbling, humbling things. You end up being humbled. And mm-hmm. I think you have to show that mm-hmm. and admit some wrongs and you just sort of, you know, you don't get into this whole, like, I, I don't want them to see this. I, I'm going to go talk to them and tell them mm-hmm. I made a mistake there. I, w- I was wrong. And I think those kind of things that all adds together in the soup of them realizing, oh, this whole thing is not about, you know, just being some kind of little soldier that's just right and wrong. Yeah. It's this life that's full of life and you know there's ups and downs and mistakes and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and you just sort of have to model all that first you know you have to be the one that steps forward and goes i was wrong now mm-hmm. yeah 
So okay. that was your method. Now, Doan, how's the whole soldier method work in your home? Yeah, pretty good. We have a 5 a.m. Uh, wake-up call where we do our prayer walk, um, and then we learn our Hebrew uh, vocab uh, at 6 a.m. with a bowl of porridge. Uh, <laughs> that's working well for us. No, but um, it was interesting, though, because you did grow up, and, um, boy, one of the most impactful memorial services, and I've had the mm. privilege to be at a lot uh, here at Calvary, but one of the most impactful memorials I've ever been to was your mom's, mm-hmm. uh, Ruby Harris. And just the things that were said about her, the way that you and your brother Roger even led that day was so powerful. You grew up at Eastside Church in Fullerton, which has changed a lot over the years. Yeah. But I kind of get the sense that that was a pretty serious family, or did you have kind of fun? Oh, no. Yeah. Just uh, everyone talking at once, no one listening. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> All shouting and yelling and uh. just trying to get the attention. <laughs> It sounds like that, your family it's, now. It's mostly my father and me. <laughs> okay. My brother would be like, oh, I don't know. I don't recognize what he's describing, but yeah. <laughs> so that kind of even passed on to your family because I know you guys laugh a lot. Yeah. Uh, you have family dinners or you have, you try to get together every Sunday or I know over the years it's maybe changed. We did that for many years, I'd mm-hmm. say. Well, when Jesse and Doug got married all the way up till when Abby moved. So, so help us for our podcast listener. Uh, what did that look like? Did you share a meal together? What did you do on those evenings just to kind of cultivate POV, POV friendship, <laughs> relationship, that kind of thing? Uh, it was all over the place. It wasn't anything too structured. And mm-hmm. um, it was raucous, laughter, goofy. Mm-hmm. Tammy was always trying to be a little bit more serious, but uh, kids wouldn't allow it. So it was pretty crazy stuff. It was just being together and having uh, fun. And then occasionally things would come up mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found that the, the whole thing and the way that this stuff works, at least in our home more, is you're present. And when, if you're just present and around, then the stuff will come up. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of that argument of quality time versus quantity time that you need quantity to get to quality Mm -hmm. that as you're just around, like with my kids, I can't, if I get super intentional and be like, Hey, let's go out, we're going to go out to a a coffee or a lunch. And I want to have this serious conversation with you. It just goes bad every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They freeze up. They freak out. They don't, they don't want to talk at least in, in our home. What's your agenda? What are you? Yeah. What are you doing dad? Mm -hmm. And then, but if I just sort of sit next to them, just quietly doing my own things that next to them while they're doing their own thing all of a sudden I feel like they'll like say hey guess what happened today mm-hmm. and and I just have to wait them out yeah <laughs> you know sometimes that's it and I don't even like drop the Jesus bomb here kind of like that with our relationship with God too in some ways sometimes it just mm. takes time just to spend with him because you kind of sit down like okay God I'm here I'm waiting for you to speak or I'm going to say something to you right now and you're like I don't know what to do <laughs> yeah. or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. I get distracted by other things, but even that quantity time with God yeah. kind of leads to some of that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, good. what were you going to say, Randy? Well, if you, you know, if I don't, know if you remember some of the things I said up on stage, <laughs> I feel like a couple it was of brilliant, need brilliant. To be explained a little bit, my whole chicken of the pot thing. <laughs> and, um, what was the other one? I don't know. Church got weird. Or yeah, church, when it, church it gets, gets weird. weird. It, it sometimes it can get weird. So, kind of where you're talking about was what I was trying to reference with just church, just mm-hmm. life church, where there's just going to be times you just got to stay. Mm-hmm. You just got to stay through and don't pull the chicken out of the pot too early. It won't make you. Know, you just got to stay Wait, through. Quick. Do you ever pull the chicken out of the pot too no, early? I don't no, no. What it's a bad metaphor. I think he means oven. He said oven on stage. Oh, and now yeah. he's saying pot, but I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. The chicken would be out of the oven and into the pot. That makes sense. It's done. <laughs> uh, well, I was always just, you know, the, just that was what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, it was like, you know, sometimes when this thing, this generations, that's the thing that came to me was like, I don't know, you know, we we all know the book Uncomfortable by Brett McCracken. McCracken. Mm-hmm. It's kind of he's done it really well. Uh, he just described what I was trying to say. It was sometimes it's just uncomfortable. It's just not right, but you just got to stay and you don't know when that gold's going to come. One of the thoughts I thought about sharing and I didn't know that I, I just didn't have enough time. I didn't want to take too much time yesterday, but I always thought of this. It was like one night on a Wednesday night was some immense thing. I have no idea. It was in fellowship. I was a little late. I sat in the back row. I don't remember anything that was said, but I sat next to this older gentleman and then, then we broke up in the end and sort of broke up into little prayer groups. And it was Otis Leal. Hmm. 
it's like this legendary uh, missionary was literally with Cameron Townsend in Mexico in the 30s and stuff. <laughs> and it's like I was thinking about that, but we were coming up for Sunday and I was trying to think of that story. I was like, what is the value of splitting up with Otis Leal and have him pray for your family? Hmm. That is just gold that you just can't quantify hmm. what that is. I mean, this godly man who was, I remember him at like mid-90s, right? And he was bent in half because he had mm. whatever. And he would come on through the bookstore and he usually had a little group of people that he'd bring into church that he'd met at the town and country wherever he lived. I was just like, he was just a model. Yeah. So, um, but I just think about those kind of things. And those are the kind of things you just got to stay and you just go through some of the stuff when it gets weird. But, and then... You have those great moments that just show up. And it's like, what is, how much did like all the things that have happened to my children, the good things is like things like that. Mm -hmm. Otis Leal prayed for my family. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that mean? And how rich that is. And Mm -hmm. in God's view, much more, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know the impact. It, who knows? So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That is that power of presence. Yeah. Yeah theme in both, right? In your family, those family nights, like, hey, it's just t- spending time together, not forcing things, but then occasionally gold will come out. Yep. And same with church, right? We just show up, we just hang out, we stay through hard things, and then eventually there'll be some gold or something like that, chicken mm-hmm. out of the pot. Um, You'll have just, some good chicken. Juicy, delicious chicken. Would, <laughs> yes, I'm right. trying to think, though, would would you... The chicken in the pot, would that be like now, the pot is broiled a, chicken? The, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you really want a boiled chicken. <laughs> like, you know, turn your phone off, Randy. It's, Good grief. Something. It yeah. It's got to be you. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's, getting, he's getting notifications on his phone right now. Your, kid, your knows, kids are going to love knows, this. Yeah. Tammy's like, Tammy's texting right now, like, be careful. Yeah. Be careful what you're She's saying. She's got to be right. nervous. Don't, yeah. don't get canceled. We've got five days left. <laughs> yeah. Before we. <laughs> <laughs> we're so close. <laughs> Nailed it. How did you? I, sh- I kind of want to. Wait, hold, I'm sorry. I, I think maybe on Thursday I should just fire you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this reminds me, though. Actually, it reminds me of something. In a weird way, I kind of hired Eric. Wait, you what? were on the board, yeah. So you wait, know, as part wait, of the tell team. Tell me about that story. Oh, well, I remember him coming in and sort of. I don't know what we. I had, a, we, I had an interview in front of the whole elder yeah. board for the junior high pastor job yeah. back then, well, twenty there was years some ago. Questions. There was some questions. Yeah. Needed to go that, <laughs> South to go Orange to County level. Yeah. yeah. South Orange County kids. So really, so we can give you credit for Eric. Or, yeah. Or fault. I'll let people fill that. <laughs> But yeah, he was there. It was oh interesting. I'm just learning this for the first time. So it took me a little while to realize like the real Randy because I had this whole like elder Randy, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. as the young mm-hmm. interviewee. Yeah. <laughs> now we don't have to get into every detail, but you did go through on that elder board. There was some hard things, right? Oh. There was leadership decisions. There was times oh, when there was Kendrick. a lot of criticism yeah, going on, kind of stuff. Yeah. So for. You just said when it gets weird, persevere. Hmm. How I wasn't how, thinking of that kind of epic. How thing, was your but... own form of ecclesiology? Your uh, form of of how you viewed church. How did that keep you in the game? Keep you sticking around, showing up on Sundays, eventually joining know. staff. I don't, I don't know what I would say about that. That's that's a, such a big epic story that I don't know that that relates to what I'm thinking about. But I mean, it was just rough times. It was hard. Mm. We we would have elder meetings till two thirty in the in the morning. Yeah, because we're just still wrestling over things. Mm-hmm. It was just hard days. Mm-hmm. Dave Mitchell, man, he took he's just a champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put up with more than I don't know. I don't even want to get into that too much. Mm-hmm. But but you stayed the course. You stayed. Yeah. You persevered. Yeah, and I think that's even what you're saying is like that's. I mean, those sorts of situations are the extreme portions of it. Gets weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, but um, and. That's hard, right? Just, but there's going to be these hard times, whether that's in family or in church, because church is family. It's supposed to be family. It's people. It's people that are deeply connected. But, and that's part of why I think those sorts of times um, are so, so hard because it's like you've been in partnership and love with people, and then all of a sudden that can get fractured, and then just oof, trying to trying to work your way through that. Um, what let's let's lighten this up though. Let's let's move on a little bit from church divides and whatnot. Yeah. Um, let's uh, 
You think people are skipping right now? The what? 10 seconds? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, seconds, yeah. We'll, we'll put a timestamp to <laughs> joke at 24 minutes and 16 seconds. No. Uh, do you think, what was your, what's your favorite word for cool of all the ones that we talked about on Sunday? <laughs> do you, even you don't, do you got one? Well, no, I was going to say for Randy. So if you don't know Randy, you don't know his obsession with the Beach Boys. Oh yeah, he just is music probably Beach Boy fan number one. <laughs> no, so, no, there's way harder core. People. I know that's where you think like I'm a U2 fan and yeah. I'm nothing. Yeah. I'm like a yeah. I'm a peasant U2 yeah. fan compared to the real ones. He is a peasant. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I am too. Yeah, so, yeah. There's people that are way more hard. But but you are a huge fan. Yes, of the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson, yeah. Brian Wilson, Beach Boys. Not like from the 1966 modern... to 1969. It was just pet sounds, happening. Right? Yeah, it was good. So what, probably so probably this word "cool" is something from that era, right? Yeah, you had said in your list. I was I'm such a little historian nerd or oh, something, yeah, but it go. was just like he said, <laughs> '70s was boss. I was like, nah, I definitely remember Boss because we listened to Boss Radio on KHJ. In the 60s? And AM radio. It was before FM radio. So in the 60s, that was definitely uh, yeah. Boss Radio. So I was like, yeah, boss. I did give a caveat before. Like, you're going to be able to argue that some of these could go yeah, either yeah, way. Yeah. But I had to what just was your, assign what were your some. Sources? I was just wondering what your sources were when you were saying I that. just kind of Googled it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. I was impressed. I, I, I just looked at some stuff, and then I for the current ones, I talked to my kids a little bit too. Yeah, I didn't know. Any, I didn't know any of I the words know. you used yeah. after 1990. Yeah, I didn't either. You don't know? Oh yeah, lit. The, I, I remember lit. I've heard that. Lit. Yeah, and then uh, clutch. Remember? I mean, you said clutch. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's clutch. That's yeah, true. And Maybe. then dope. But like fire is kind of big now. You would know that. That's no, fire. I don't know that at all. Oh, you don't know that's fire? No. How about? And then the kids say fi. To shorten fire. No mm. idea till this moment. But no, it's like a, kids that are a little too try hard, a okay. little too much, I think, you know. Yeah. But then there's one like where kids are saying Gucci. I don't really totally understand how to use it in a sentence, <laughs> but like that's Gucci. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's well, nice. Gucci bag. Bougie, like, kind of like fancy, mm-hmm. I guess, but good. Okay. So we never answered the question though. What was your, What's your word favorite for cool? one? What's your word for cool? What's your favorite word for cool? I like boss. Hmm. Boss. I would never use it, but. Okay. It, if you say boss, you're instantly aged. Yes. Like you're like so hardcore. Yes. <laughs> and maybe I would make you younger because I'd put you in the seventies, but yeah. you know, you're actually even older. <laughs> how, uh, how long was your hair? Cause your hair is short now. How long was your hair in the seventies? Uh, into just touching my shoulders. Oh, wow. But it was very disappointing. What it was very mean? disappointing. I wanted to have hair like George Harrison. Like everybody did. This long flowing locks. And my hair kind of grew like Larry of the Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> I just got waves that went way out. It wasn't as curly as his, but it was just way out. It would just look like everything was wrong. <sighs> like when Ben and his friends would grow their hair long too. It just was like hideous. He had looking. great hair. No, I liked was... his hair. I was <laughs> jealous for his hair. I would have had loved to have his hair in the 70s. <laughs> that like emo kid thing where it was coming across their oh, yeah. face. Him Couldn't and Matt see their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There was a picture, I got to tell the story now, there was a picture over our fireplace. You guys might have seen it. It was probably 2000s in that decade, and it was a picture of Abby, Jesse, and Ben at the beach, and we blew it up real large. It was over the fireplace. We had a we had a small group, and I think it was during the lighthouse. Yeah, it was during the lighthouse era thing, and so all these people were at our house, and we had our time, and that was just afterwards we're having coffee or whatever, we're standing around, and this older man and I were standing there, and he was looking at the picture of the three kids, and he <laughs> looked at me and he says, wow, you sure have three beautiful daughters. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not correct him. I just went, mm-hmm, This mm-hmm. is going to be Ben's yeah. favorite podcast episode ever. <laughs> he knows that story. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's got a total sh- like bowl cut. Like, uh, that's that. so funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. And you know, going back generations too for a minute. I think we've all been in your home. We've all seen that photo. You've invited so many people into your home, and I wonder if that's even one of the keys to your kids. You know, even passing on the faith is that they just got to see you know the family of God just yeah literally trapes through your Tustin house. Yep, absolutely. That's all part of it. It's just sort of. Mix it all up. And you guys kind of take in strays too a little bit, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> here and there, you'll welcome yeah. other people into yeah. that kind of into that setting. Yeah. But uh, yeah. what are you doing now for, for your house? We live in our trailer. And today was the first time we've ever moved in the rain. And oh. I set up and set up the trailer in the rain. 
So wait, wait, wait. You got to unpack that a little bit. You live in a trailer? Yeah. Travel trailer. 29 foot. Permanently? <laughs> yes. So you sold your house? No. We leased it. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you moved out of it? And we've sold 95% or higher of everything we owned. And then when did you move into the trailer? Uh, April. And then you've just been living at campgrounds? Yep. How's that been? It's great. We love it. And you move every two weeks or something like that, right? Well, we sort of learned to bend the rules. There's certain places that sort of can go. You'll sort of get in there. At first, they're very strict on the rules, but then they get to know you, and they're like, oh, yeah, and they, they let you stay. So, Do you make friends? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I like listening to the way that Matt asks his questions. It's so funny. <laughs> All right. What else do we want to talk about? You've got like this whole paper. I forget what's on this yeah, paper. Randy, what's some of the yeah, stuff I know you, you guys want can't to talk see about? This, but Randy has a yeah. lined piece of paper with tons of notes on it. <laughs> I, I we, grabbed it from him, but I've I can't read any of them. <laughs> oh yeah, we we talked chicken, weird. Yeah, yeah, and and I was just I just remember one. I think we were referring to this uh, yesterday, but I, people didn't know. But we first came we Calvary Church when we came in '89. We came April Fool's Day, by the way. First day at Calvary Church is April Fool's Day, 1989. <laughs> and because uh, I was the fool involved. But um, that was a different world. Mm-hmm. That was a different place. It was just this huge thing. You parked miles away and you had to, I don't know, if, have you ever told the stories of how, how people had to line up going into, yeah. You had to get 20 to 30 minutes early and you lined up out in front of Samsvik. This building wasn't here yet. And you waited. And there was three services. And um, Samsvik was also, those walls were down. So the library and all that was part of the part of the room. And then when that first service was over, they did not open the back doors. They opened front doors up on Tustin Avenue. And the people all went out that way. And the ushers were watching closely. And when the last person was out, they closed those doors. And then they gave the ushers thumbs up. They opened those doors and you just moved in like cattle. It was just wow. We're just sort of shoving our way in, and if you you would get up, hopefully you would get in, and if you got to the door, sometimes they would close the doors and go, "That's it, we're done." So you then were didn't make it, and you went over to Fellowship where they had a video thing. So that was the days of that period. So Interesting. Would anybody would anybody world. talk while they're in line, or was it kind yeah. of just? And almost every Sunday, someone moved, <laughs> and it was somehow appropriate every time. <laughs> what interesting days at Calvary. I mean, maybe yeah. some of you listening to this that were part of that. I, that was before oh, sure. my time. Yeah. I know. It's, that's pretty wild to think about, especially now since most people show up 20 minutes late instead of 20 minutes early. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can and just kind of roll in. The reason I told this story yeah. was I was sitting out in this patio listening to the service the other day, right by where we stood. Uh, and I thought to myself, wow, I cannot believe that I'm sitting here with the years and being a pastor on staff. Mm-hmm. I would have... You would have thought I was, you know, I had a better chance of being an astronaut than I would have been. I would have never told you any of this stuff would have ever happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And we didn't know a soul. Mm -hmm. We didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. It was a, Tammy almost came to tears one time. She was sitting out there in Wellington, pulling out on Tustin. And we had met with Sam Talbot, who was on staff, about finances or something. It wasn't anything heavy. It was just a little thing that he was doing. But he knew Randy and Tam. He was the first person that knew our names. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting there in Wellington waiting to turn right on Tustin. And he saw her and waved. Mm-hmm. And I think she got teary. Because mm-hmm. it was like, we didn't, we didn't know anyone. Wow. A long time. Yeah. long time went on before we knew a single person. Wow. So I always think about that. It was another thing where it's just like, stay. You know, stay. You can't just bail. Because mm-hmm. at that church, it was, it was such a different thing. It was like hard to get to, because you were just this big and massive thing that was always you know moving mm-hmm. large you know crowds and stuff yeah so. and that's where even people that think maybe calvary's big now like if you feel like it's a hard you know yeah. I mean, you're talking like four times as many people yeah. or something like yeah. that or for more yeah this i don't this is me waving at you right now matt's to, matt's waving his hand at i just Randy. want you to be seen just like tammy was seen oh, okay Sam Calvert, <laughs> yeah so. i'm starting to cry too okay <laughs> i'm hoping i'll just keep waving until you start what's crying. cool though is when you think about that like how easy is it to do that for mm-hmm. someone, right? That's mm-hmm. pretty easy. Now I know, and at some point we can get into this. Matt Doan just did this like Facebook post this week that was intense. So I was reading through some of this, but it was just asking people, what's the question like? Um, why? Basically, like, what? It, 
what would, would make get, you come to what church? What would make you come to yeah. church? Yeah. And so people start getting really honest about how they feel. And, and there's all sorts of different answers, but one was, um, or, or there was one through line even in there that was kind of like, people were nice to me, but they never really let me enter their their life. Mm. You know, so they would do the wave, I guess. And so I'm not trying to put down the wave because mm. we need that wave moment, but it has to go to like the next step right. also, right? Because they would get the nice smile, like, hey, how you doing? But they, f- they feel like people don't really let them into their life, yeah. right? Yeah. But I've, I've also heard, this is probably a small percentage, but there are some others out there that were like, I, I go to that church because I'm able to go in the back and sit by myself and then leave. No mm-hmm. one said hi to me and no one tried to hug me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your, that's so your it, extreme introverted person, I, right? Yeah. yeah, that's true. I remember Tammy was did something to do with ushers in some class or something. And she's the guy taught that thing, said, you got to learn to read the person. Yeah. Some people don't want you walking up to them and start chatting away and right. give them a hug. They want space. Mm-hmm. So and then there's others that are like looking around. He's like, okay, that guy, I'll start moving towards him. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not, I think uh, that describes most of my life, misreading people when they needed to be hugged or not. You're hugged. just going in for the hug on every single... When you're 100% going for the hug, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, just kidding, just kidding. All right, let's talk about the book. So yeah. you wrote a book and you are so, actually holding it the, right it just, now. Okay. Book, it just the opened book it pastor, literally 15 minutes the ago. The book pastor has a book. Yes. Yeah. He's He's got a huge smile on his face, holding it, flipping through it right now, people. I'm just you, just... you just got this in your hands today for the first time? Just... 15 minutes ago, I was, wow. I was walking up the aisle, I saw the box and opened it. All right, what's the title? Tell us what it's called. They Call Me the Miracle. They, so They Call Me the Miracle by Randy Harris and Carmen Rice, because yep. the book is about Carmen. It's her, it's it's her, her story. Her, she is the miracle. And, it, and it's told in first person, her story. It's okay. her talking. So. Okay. Um, yeah, she came to me in 2015 at the bookstore, and I guess I had somebody said, you should have Randy, maybe he can help you. He's kind of a writer, sort of. Well, but if you don't know, Randy wrote oh boy. all of the Christmas plays that we did at Calvary in the 90s. Not basically. exactly true. Some of them. <laughs> well, you might remember Fargongo. Fargongo was... Kind of a worldwide sensation, Fargongo. It basically went to Broadway and back. <clears throat> I'm actually holding the DVD of Fargongo. Maybe we should do an email giveaway of the um, of a DVD of Fargongo. Although let's this could this. be like it's the last. This, this could DVD. be the last edition. Okay, the, let's say. Wow, the, it's a double DVD. Let's say <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, the so, director's cut. <laughs> well, we learned our lesson the first time in our giveaway, Eric. Let's say the first emailer to email us gets Fargongo. <laughs> yeah, but you have to say that you want it. And you have a DVD player. You have to provide proof of a DVD player. Okay, that's fair. So podcast at CalvaryLife.org to receive uh, original Randy Harris written that's right. Christmas play. But you also did um, Angels Unaware. Christmas Truths. Yes. Mm. Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah, there was one more. Uh-oh. Forgotten. White Christmas. Angels. Oh, uh, Promise of the Century. That was the yes. first. That was yes. the first one. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so you, you've written... Um, and even in your technical job, that yeah. was part of what you but did. That's why people would have said, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Randy. You should yeah. go to Randy. I sold a script to Adventures in Odyssey once. So. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, The Adventures in Odyssey? Yeah. You sold a script to them. What focus was it about? On, focus on the family. Uh, the, you know, Dylan, the character yeah, of Dylan. Co- of course. Yeah. He, uh, I actually don't. I never listened to this. He... <laughs> um, he always won the, you know how like libraries have the summer reading program uh-huh. where you have a little thing that you sort of hit on the wall and you punch it into the wall yeah. as you finish books. Right. He, they, he did that for years and he always won. Uh-huh. And this one year, this new girl comes into town and she just blows by him and he's convinced that she's not reading the books. Oh, okay. In fact, he knows she's not. So he starts cheating. Oh. To keep up with her. And then he has second thoughts and to went and talked to Wit. And Wit talks to him about how he needs to be honest. He backs up, puts himself in third place, ends up at the end of the summer in third place. The girl wins. And then spontaneously at, at the little award ceremony, the guy doing the, the awards did not have any – he didn't suspect this. He just started quizzing her about some of the books, just being nice. And she melts. She didn't know. <gasps> yeah, she doesn't know. She, this is a great story. She rushes off stage and I probably listened to this when I was a kid. It never was made. it's a sad story actually because it was purchased and you get paid the same okay what did you get paid for it i think it was five hundred dollars and five hundred dollars to sell a script 1993 okay um 
So it was sold. They were That's ready a to. Lot. They were ready to give me more. Yeah. I mean, I was going to write more. Sure. And then I don't know the character of Wit. You might not know this. Maybe you do. Otis from the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah. The drunk. Uh-huh. He was Otis. Yeah, the voice of it. I mean, yeah. he was Wit. Right. He was the voiceover. He's a legendary voiceover yeah. actor. He literally died like a oh. couple months after my script got sold. So then Wit couldn't be in the story So it got put in a drawer, and they couldn't find a Wit for many years. And yeah. it wasn't until about 2000 they found a new Wit. And uh-huh. I think by then, Paul McCusker, who I'd worked with, was gone. And it was kind of like, you know, your script is as good as your guy that's your champion. Mm-hmm. And my champion was gone. And so the new guys were like, eh, that script, I don't know. It's in a drawer somewhere. Okay, forget writing Calvary or podcastcalvarylife.org. Let's all write Adventures of Odyssey and try to get this script re re yes invigorated yes i really that was so disappointing it wasn't the money it was just like i wanted to hear it i wanted to hear it so i wrote some commercials for radio and um i was driving down the road with my kids one time in one of my no way that was fun that was that's so cool (laughs) was it actually was it got milk no it was on the old kyms uh dr rosenblum uh, it was a foot doctor, and uh, <laughs> it feels like a Parks and Rec episode. Yeah, or something. it is. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird, crazy story. Uh, a friend of That's mine, amazing. A friend of mine wrote all those, and he was just like, "I'm out of ideas. Just give give me something." So I wrote this whole one where Doctor Rosenblum goes to Russia. <laughs> it's great, and they're they're. I got to see it film made too. It's like they're like 58 seconds long. Little side oh, story. Where Carmen is out there listening, and she's like. I what was healed the... of cancer, and these morons are talking about <laughs> adventures and odyssey and foot yes. doctor commercials. Okay, back to the book. Thank you. Yeah. So Carmen in 2015 came to me, and she, she I, I think she's okay with me telling the story because I've, t- I've told it many times. But she it's came book. to it's me. In the book, right? She doesn't have a. She doesn't. She doesn't have a computer. So her husband typed her story on one page, all caps, no indention. Just a block of words on one page Ooh. that was from the beginning to the end. <laughs> and she handed it to me and said something like, I heard that maybe you could make this better. And I remember looking at it going, I could make this better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confident that I could make this better. So that just started the thing going and we got more and more involved. We For two years, we tried to get a magazine article and we discovered that magazines don't want life stories they want anecdotal, anecdotal things. We couldn't come up with an anecdote that nobody wanted. So that was probably 2015, 16, 17. And then by the time I got more and more of it there, I was just like, this story is amazing. This, this woman's crazy. This is a, two brain surgeries, all this other stuff. And then I got to know so much more about glioblastoma and, uh, you know, working with the National Foundation for Cancer Research, like I said. And I literally asked the CEO of the National Foundation for one day, what's the longest survivor of glioblastoma worldwide? And they said, we think it's eight years. Mm-hmm. And then there's Carmen. Mm-hmm. So in 2011, hers when her doctor started calling her the miracle. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, there's our title. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought it was enough of a little foot in the door with a publisher because it's hard to get published when you're unknown these days. And so I thought, mm-hmm. that's a little something I can put in an a letter and a treatment that says, bing, I, this lady's probably the longest survivor. I thought it did. It worked. So mm-hmm. it found a publisher that heard that and saw that and was interested. So That's so great. It's quite a story. So it comes out today. Where I really do think, I'm not just saying this, I really think it's a page turner. I mean, it just starts yeah. off page one, bam, stuff yeah. starts happening. Yeah. And you're on a roller coaster of just like a cancer patient. So. It's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, they call God, me miracle. Yeah, and God gets the glory in yeah. Yeah. her life too. Yeah. Uh, on a total superficial note, are Eric and I in the book? Oh, let's look at the acknowledgments to the people that you know gave you know some who he wants to thank. Huh. I see a bunch of people I've never heard of in my life in here, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's not not no. brain surgeons and doctors. <laughs> yeah, brain surgeons, doctors. Who cares? You just it's a story. That sounds boring if you're just going to consult a bunch of brain doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Why let truth get in the way of a good story, right? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> we're, Carmen, we're just teasing. We're just teasing. No, here. it's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, so thankful. And you can get it on Amazon? Where can you get it? Yes, it's about t- tomorrow. comes out tomorrow. Okay. 1026. It's See. on Amazon, and it's a Kindle on there, too. That's cool. They call me the miracle. So that's exciting. And it's exciting now for you to be like, I am a published author. I've done this. Like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, it's very exciting. I'm curious too. I mean, I started writing 
August 1976. So mm-hmm. it only took me 46 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, though, if this in this new season of retirement, if there may even be some a ministry of book writing in your well, future. Yeah. I know you got your own book you're working on. We're, we're talking about this idea of, uh, of, of a f- Instagram that people could follow us. Hmm. So Tammy would be most of that. And the idea that we have for a name is Tammy Camps and Randy Rants. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so the amazing. idea was that there would be an Instagram and then she could just post things like when we're wherever we're yeah, at, like just cool nature and stuff. Yeah. And then I could write blogs every so often and do some ranting. So. I would follow that in a heartbeat. Yeah, me too. I like that. That sounds great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've got to pull that together. We need help from Doug and Ben and those people to help us get going. Do you have any other like book ideas in your head? Something I do. That I do have some ideas, but... That you don't want to say on air here? It's just too complicated. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Wow, it's too I complicated. A, I got a novel idea that I really like. Oh, a novel. I, I've heard I like a little that. bit about it. I think... I, I don't know if I could tell it fast enough, but... I want to... You know, I mean, so I'm working on... I've got like a few nonfiction ideas, but deep down in the back of my head, I someday want to write a sci-fi book. Yeah. Well, and this one's sci-fi. <laughs> talk to Randy. This could be... Yes. You guys can make a beautiful partnership here together. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. it's very sketchy, but I have this idea instead of... You know how all the end time things like from Hunger Games to Book of Eli and all that stuff? Yeah. What was the one in Australia with Mel Gibson? All that stuff. It's always dark. Braveheart? No. Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah, Waterworld. Yeah. There's always like, everybody's always fighting Patriot? for gas and everybody's gone nuts and everybody's yeah. gone crazy and everybody just turned into animals. I had this crazy idea of like, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it was like as if God's presence had left. We wouldn't ever say anything that blatantly. But now the world is in this uh, end times time, but everyone has to obey God's law else things just start showing up on your body. Hmm. And this is 60 years ago, this has all happened. So these oh, people yeah. are coming in and they've, they're used to this. So like if you Nobody, lie, you get a, yeah. like a, yes. what do you call it, a boil on your foot yes. or something. Yeah. So then um, no one would, everybody's got their doors open. No one's going to steal anything from anybody. And so you got to really be careful. So I just thought that it might be an interesting way to get into like the Sort of the burden of just trying to keep rules, yeah. God's law, and how yeah. it, with no grace in this world, this uh, this fictional This is world. such a good idea. You need I, to stop talking about it on air because it's like this is good. Yeah, 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 reminds yeah. Me this of, is so it reminds good. me like of, <laughs> of really the total depravity of man that we learn about first in Reformed theology. Oh boy, um, <laughs> here we go. Calvinism. <laughs> I mean, is that kind yeah. of what you're thinking too? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, okay. Let's, let's move on. I think it's time for us to move into the mailbag section of the podcast. Randy, you can help us answer these yeah, hard hitting questions. Uh, I'm thinking in my chair. We, we did get a, um, <laughs> that was a good side comment, by the way. <laughs> I'm sinking in my chair. Well, we should actually, we could probably like just splice that out audio. Can I use that as a commercial? <laughs> That'd be good. Oh, do you, oh, will you buy a commercial? On our podcast right What's now, that mean? just give us money basically, and we'll talk about the book some more. Yes, <laughs> yes, we'll we'll promote it the next three weeks. We're yes. looking for ads, so by the way, we, maybe you can take that five hundred dollars you earned from Adventures and Odyssey and yeah. turn it into just invest that into yeah. podcast advertisements. Yeah. I think that's a hard no. Hello, we this got- is Eric Wakeling of the Calvary Life Podcast, and I want to let you know about They Call Me the Miracle by Randy Harris and Carmen Rice. It's pretty good. I don't know what I just did there, but yeah, yeah it was it's something. Really okay, good. Thanks. I like it. Yeah. All right. So okay. that's just a, that's just voice. a taste. Even for all of you listeners out there, that's a taste of the quality advertisements you could put onto this program. Yeah, because full disclosure, we've been asking the last few weeks blatantly for someone to promote their products on our podcast, and we've gotten zero. Yeah, zero. What's your price? It's like, like it's zero. It's <laughs> really low. Like it's almost anything like at this take, point. Take Eric and I to Del Taco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. okay. What do we got? The, the, the most recent email we have is from Ben Harris, and it oh, just said Randy's son. Randy son. So literally, this is no. This is this was not a setup. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't know that I was going to be on here. Yeah, all it says is bring back Diddy. Oh, bring back Diddy. So he liked having Dave Mitchell he liked on the podcast. A third member. So maybe this is kind of a new thing for us to have three of us. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if it's that good or not, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do think Diddy does provide some sort of uh, he cuts me down 
Like, you know, yes. he does provide some humility for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, we could so that's good. I, I just remember whenever you, I would be teaching on Wednesday night or something or any kind of thing and Dave is in the audience, he just freaks you out because he just sits there and he just looks at you with no expression. You're just thinking, all I can think of is little bubbles coming out like a cartoon character going, why did I hire this guy? <laughs> yeah. What is he talking about? Yeah. Oh, Whose idea funny. was this? That's great. It's pretty much always. Yeah. <laughs> That, is, that was what was going through his head. All right. So there is a whole list of questions that are absurd questions, but I found some history about these questions. Okay. okay? So we got 15 questions. Oh, wow. Now from one listener. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, I had my hopes up that there was more than the listener. listener. And he was telling me there's something about these questions and I already like forgot what it is. So I was trying to look it up because he, okay. I thought he texted me about it, but I'll, it's not really exciting to listen to people um, look up. Like something that they were like texted about. Sure. But it was wanted to do some it's like a pre research on this for this (laughs) podcast, Eric. (laughs) No, it's a Stephen Colbert thing. So it's something that Stephen Colbert does when he asks celebrities during COVID Zoom interviews Uh uh, to like help them really know a celebrity. It's called the Colbert questionnaire. And he's asked it of dozens of celebrities, I guess, in this past year. So maybe we could just do this. This has to be rapid fire. Okay. So I'm gonna do this. Randy really struggles with rapid fire. It's not his wheelhouse. It could be edited later. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This can be edited. Don't worry. But just don't. Okay. It's nothing like that. It's not okay. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. What's the best sandwich? I don't eat bread. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Togo's <laughs> number twenty three turkey and salami. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I would say brisket from Heritage Barbecue. It's not sandwich. A sandwich. No. Fra- matter, uh, sandwich. You put it up. No. Yes. <laughs> the question was, what's your favorite sandwich? No, he goes brisket. I'm sorry. Brisket sandwich. Okay. Actually, it's their pastrami sandwich. I'm sorry, I'll stop. Number two, okay. what's the one thing you own that you really should throw out? I threw them all away. <laughs> yes. The worst at this? No, you, you have. You, you really have. You could, we do a whole My pod- closet is seven inches. We could do a whole right. podcast on Simplify and how they've they've. Yeah, although you should throw out those Pepsis. I did stop by your trailer that wasn't mine. Those by myself. Kids. I don't drink soda. There was Pepsis in a cooler outside of your trailer when I stole ice from you on my bike. Yeah. Okay. They weren't home and I stole stuff from them. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I need to throw, I have uh, too many Oakland A's hats. Oh, I wow. love the Oakland A's. I would never throw them away, but I probably should. I have a lot of kind of old Christmas decorations I do need to get rid of. Yeah. I'm sure you could have guessed that. Those What's trees the, that we gave you, oh, those are long gone. Those are gone. I've already thrown yeah, those away. They're yeah, too, they were, they were too broken. They're kind of mangled. Yeah. What's the scariest animal? We're not going to do all 15. It's Shark. Boring. Shark. Don't. Cat. <laughs> a cat. If, if a cat had the opportunity, it would kill you. Okay. Mine's going to surprise you too. Squirrel. I know this sounds stupid. I was on a bike ride, the same bike ride where I stole uh, stuff from the Harris family's trailer, but I stopped for a second to take a picture of where Jay Hewitt transitioned. I was at the spot where this guy, the Iron Dad guy that's preached at Calvary, where he transitioned from his bike to his run in his Iron Man. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to take a quick little picture for him and be like, send him a text. Like, I remember this spot. And all of a sudden, I had these squirrels, like a couple squirrels were running up at me and like trying to bite my legs. And I was like a little bit, what's happening? I'm like in their zone or something. Yeah. So it's like recency bias because it's just happened to me. It just but, happened. But yeah, that, squirrel. That same park, we had squirrels eat uh, the power cable of the mini two times and we had to have it towed. So. Wow. That happened to Calvary and the squirrel got exploded and it took oh, the yeah. power out squirrel here gate. at Calvary. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Wait, so Wait. you spray peppermint on your car. Really? Or around your car. They don't like peppermint. They'll yeah. stay away. If you live in a campground. <laughs> You ever find yourself living in a campground? <laughs> yep. Take some pepper. This is the kind of knowledge you need. Yes. You'll what need. You need. Uh, should I save the rest? I feel like you know. Sure. Have what? you ever Have you ever asked a celebrity for their autograph? Jack Nicholson. Oh, how did that go? Did you he get was it? It was a Laker game. Nope. He just walked by me. Uh, isn't it true that your wife, before she married you, dated George Clooney? No. She what? knew. She knew him. It was somebody that's related to George Clooney. I know. I the story goes that in like, Cincinnati somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't him. Okay. I don't oh, think my. I ever have. I don't think I've ever asked for it. Really? I, I have. Well, you know what? No, I have asked Bono in a line for his autograph or any of the members of YouTube because I was in a line kind of a thing where people like a crowd around a like a a tape line kind of a you know situation yeah, yeah. and I didn't get chosen. Hmm. Abby got all the whole band, I think. Yeah. Or at least Edge and Bono. And she said to Edge, 
you're, I just want you to know you're the greatest person in the world or something. <laughs> <laughs> she was like 15 at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in Utah. She, yeah, she to told Utah. me that. It was yeah. the Utah. She it said like, going to Utah is the trick. LA is too hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if that's true. Oh, that's good. Those are good questions. Thank you for listener for sending those, those questions. Oh, yeah. That was from my brother-in-law. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple serious ones that I'm not prepared to do, but we'll do serious okay. ones next time. That sounds time. good. Okay. All right. Well, so we did barely talk about generations, but we talked about Randy Harris's life. And I think that was, uh, that was pretty great. Yeah. So. Stay the course. And yep. you never know when the Lord will just drop gold and into some type of conversation relationship. That's what I kind of heard from you with your family and with here at church too. Guys like yeah. you, you sat in this Wednesday night program, probably Eric was speaking. You didn't understand or hear anything that was being said, but then it was Boy. Otis Leal praying with you afterwards yeah. that made such a difference yeah. or with your kids not having to just who knows what and, it made yeah. yeah right so anyways no good, that's good really takeaways. good that's really good and that whole thing of sticking with it is the way like uh sticking with it in the way that you can pass it on to others as well yes. we talked about just to bring that back to you so if you want to help pass on to the next generation just being present with them is probably mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest like parts like you're not just gonna be able to walk up to if you're an old a little bit older than someone you're not gonna be able to just walk up to them and start giving them advice and have it yeah, probably yeah. be pretty well received I think, I think although randy probably tries to do that yeah <laughs> all the time uh i think rear view mirror hmm. is where you see what when god was doing something yeah a lot of times you don't see it hmm. in the moment That's you know profound. you're going yeah. through things you're like this is this is dumb. This is a little weird so yeah. and then you find out later you look back and go oh wow that was yeah. this and that so Okay. I love that. That's, That's really good. good. That's a great way yeah. to end. And so, yeah, I think this was a great conversation. We're going to continue with all of this. We are getting into, we value oneness this coming Sunday. If, if you're, uh, <laughs> you're out, I'm out. No, no unity or one. Oh yeah. So he's going to leave because of that. He's anti unity. So he's leaving our staff yeah. this Sunday. Uh, no, but in literally. this, in this era, huge topic, to huge about, topic. So yeah. we're really excited for it. Yeah, and uh, we need oneness across all sorts of differences that we might have with one another. And um, so that's really cool. We'd love for you, if you can, uh, we haven't really asked for this. We sort of joke about it before, but if you want to rate and review this podcast, uh, subscribe and all that kind of good stuff, it uh, would be really helpful. So we think that... How does it help? It would help other people actually find the podcast. Oh, okay. It would like actually bring it up to other people somehow. Because I think it's like... You could probably even type in the entire name of the podcast and it still doesn't show up on a search query. <laughs> let's have this let's yeah. have this podcast have people know about it. No, but I did check. We do actually have like a couple hundred people listen. So it's pretty cool. So we would love to grow that though. But um and we hope you're enjoying it. So thank you so much for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.